Welcome to the best bo- Nope. <laughs> I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it. You guys, you gotta know what podcast this is and who I am at this point. Um, today, I'm so excited. Uh, this is somebody that, like, I met in person very recently, but we've had a lot of interactions, like, online and whatnot. And, um, yeah, this is this is a prodom from the East Coast of Canada, uh, in brackets, mm-hmm. of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna assume everyone's uh from toronto like i am but um okay prodom from the east coast everybody this is goddess evie fade hi thank you for having me i'm so excited to chat with you um i've been gushing about you to my, my good friend chloe mars because uh, we both finally met you in person for the first time and we're both like isn't she just the loveliest most amazing person you've ever met so that's so kind thank you i feel the same way about both of you oh that's so sweet <laughs> i love this community <laughs> yeah right yeah and i think mm-hmm. chloe made a post about that and i think you probably made a post also as you were like going mm-hmm. back to the east coast you were just saying how lovely it was to like connect with like the toronto dom- dominant community and um she was saying the same thing. She was like, how lovely. Like, she caught lunch with me one day. She caught a, had a coffee with you one day and, like, mm-hmm. just saw a bunch of other pros. Um, how important Ooh. is community to you? Well, I was just going to say, that's something that I don't have a lot here in uh, the East Coast. When I started this whole journey, um, it was very much born out of, like, the pandemic. And, you know, I used to work in theater and uh, all the theater shut down. So this dream finally was able to um, manifest but because of that it felt very isolating I you know I looked up on of all places fat life and was like I want to connect with other doms and I met one other um in my entire province so wow yeah that's why the internet has been so important to me during this um and making connections with everybody because i used to live in toronto pre-pandemic and so now that i am able to travel more and actually visit um i wanted to meet the community you know you're all people that i follow online that i admire that i look up to um but also just that now like we're peers and so I community is so important because when I got to meet you and Ms. Chloe Mars and um, a few other incredible uh, humans, I've just been messaging everybody since like, okay, well, what do you do in this situation? Okay, how about this? I've never encountered this because, you know, that's not something that I can do here. And as much as I want to talk my friends ears off, they can't really help me with the business side of things. Yeah. So it's so important. And like, I love that, you know, you know, it's two different kind of experiences having some like in-person community and then having like this online community and both can do that thing that you said of like providing you with support and resources, like, mm-hmm. um, and just, um, it's important to have somebody that you can just judgment free, shame free without having to explain like a yes. whole backstory of like, okay, first, before I tell you this 
dumb work story that just happened to me that I want to vent about. I need to give you like a lot of context and whatever. It's like, it's so important that you can just, you know, have lovely, normal work conversations with Mm -hmm. other people that do what you do, like anybody in any other field, right? Oh, absolutely. Instead of my friends where it's like, okay, what, hold on. What do you mean they, they were tied up? And it's like, yeah, but that's, that's a normal thing that we do. <laughs> Whereas my friends are like, what do you mean you had them hanging from your door? It's like, okay, but that's not the story. Yeah, that's <laughs> hold not, on. Okay. Like we're not even near the story yet. Not even important part at all. Literally at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. And I think that's so important that like, you know, um, as you said, it can be isolating if, like, geographically mm-hmm. there aren't people in your area. So, like, that's why it's even that much more important. That's something I suggest to, like, folks who are kind of new at this or, you know, they've just, they feel isolated. Who, who cares how long they've been doing it? It's, like, to really take advantage as much as you can of that online community because whether it's online or in person, it's just, like, so important to have. Oh, completely. And, you know, it was, um, I took the, my my trip to Toronto, I took that as a, as an impetus to, you know, meet everybody, but also like I booked you, um, because, uh, I needed to be trained, you know, there are, there are aspects where, because I've never been in a dungeon or I had never previously been in a dungeon, um, because we don't have any here on the East coast. Um, and so it was just so great to like be in the space and go, Oh, okay. What, what is this implement that I, you know, I've never used or, um, what I found so important with you, I was like, what are some safety tips like not even just for the person because I'm very you know, you know risk aware consensual cake and everything but what are some safety tips with me like how do I protect myself um because again like these aren't things that I can just ask anybody in my hometown <laughs> um these are things that yeah it's like okay well when you do a session what does it look like from top to bottom um and just being able to talk through all those logistics making sure that everybody who plays is safe yeah yeah, yeah. so I think we're going to like talk a lot about um, that kind of a learning curve because you're a very seasoned dominant um, Mm -hmm. and, but you're kind of going to embark on some new territory here. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, it's always interesting to me when folks go from like content creation and online domination, you know, phone domination, video domination, blah, blah, blah into like in-person sessions and kind of what that looks like that was a topic I feel like at one of our munches when Charizard used to run the munches Mm -hmm. I feel like that was one of the ones because I think a lot of people came into uh kink during the pandemic right where you didn't have in-person access to people so you incurred a lot of experience but it was online only so it was like that thing of how it's different when you move to in-person yeah, I would say that I've been a bit back and forth with all of it. Um, there's been no like uh, real start stop um, because I actually started in person, but this was even before I started doing content online. Okay. Um, but it was not. It was not as in this is my career. So I started in person doing it on the side. Um, I had a couple other jobs, and I just felt so passionate about it that. I was like, okay, well, I can start. There's definitely a need where I am, so I'll start doing it in person. But I had no um, sense of boundaries for myself. I had no sense of, you know, how do I maintain this pro-dom work? Um, There were so many unknowns. And so because of that, 
that's when I decided to jump into the online stuff um, because it seemed so tangible and, and accessible at the time. Yeah. And so that helped me with like, oh, I'm learning my boundaries. I like when I first started my phone line, it was very much like I had a pro dom uh, line and then I had a sex line where I would just talk dirty. And I realized very early on that uh, I didn't like that sex line because you know, I, I learned my, I'll, I'll say this. I learned my boundaries very quickly yeah, um, yeah. because man, the people, the things that people will ask you to do. Seriously. Yeah. Phone oh. sex is, phone sex is notorious for that. Cause it's, yeah. Anything where people can kind of run, remain anonymous. It's like, yes. that's when you see like really dark shit. Oh my God. And I learned about so many kinks that I was like, what do you, can I ask, have you ever heard of a butt baby yes yeah okay okay that was a new thing to me so that was a very new thing to me and you know we're talking like week one here we're talking week one somebody introducing this to me and i was like look man i like dominating i like you know kink and all that stuff but i'd never heard of that and so that was something very quickly to me to be like okay you got a lot of learning to do girl (laughs) you've got to put your head down and like figure out what you are comfortable doing or not um, like, I won't yuck anyone's yum, but that is not like, that's not like, Ooh, I like to be choked in bed to the next step. You know, it's like, Whoa, yeah. <laughs> that was a huge jump for me. Um, no, it's so interesting. You just kind of inspired a thought <laughs> for please. me that, cause I've also experienced both things where I'm doing, you know, um, phone, phone domination, for instance, since we're talking about that specifically and how, how that is different for than like in-person sessions. And I mm-hmm. think that thing of it being pretty anonymous plays such a huge role in the types of kinks you see yes. and the types of, you know, scenes you do or the types of sessions you do. Because like when you're doing phone domination, you know, you're engaging the fantasy. It's basically a hundred percent. You're engaging the fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. So you can do like the darkest shit, the wackiest stuff, the most wild stuff, right? Cause you're mm-hmm. literally just talking about it. It's all in your imagination. But when you get to in person, it's like, there's a big reality component. It's mostly reality, right? And you engage with the fantasy. It's like 90, 10, you know, and it's like yeah. flips. So when you're in person, you end up actually in my personal um, experience anyways, you end up doing like much, much, much more mild stuff when you're in Mm -hmm. person because it engages mostly the reality of the thing because you're you're actually there in your body trying to do the things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's like, I I think that can be kind of a bit of a shock of like, because you do, a lot of people would start with like phone domination or online domination and you're expecting when you get to a person that you're going to be doing, you know, you know, butt smoothie, um, (laughs) enemas, you know, you're going to be getting a blender. You're going to be putting in peanut butter, banana milk, (laughs) and you're going to be doing an enema with that. But like, of course, you know, because of course that's what I talk about all day on fucking, you know, my phone line, but (laughs) it's, it's more like, Oh, I'm just doing like a moderate impact play scene. Like that's way, that's much more representative of what in-person domination looks like. Oh my God. Yes. Right. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I haven't had, yeah. The extremes on the phone line are definitely different than the ones in person (laughs) for sure. For sure. Um, 
but yeah, I just, so it's been a nice like balance going back and forth because one kind of checks me in the other's reality, you know, like I find my boundaries in person. So that allows me to speak and communicate them very clearly online. Um, but then online, I hear about fetishes that I never knew about. And then all of a sudden I'm into them, I explore them and then I offer them in person. So I've... I love like that's what I've loved the most about doing both is I feel like they're both crossing um, into each other and like building me up to be even more powerful. So watch out. <laughs> so you better fucking lock up your daughters. Yeah. Um, lock up your dicks. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is October. Mm-hmm. Um, no, what we should talk about. I mean, it is October. We should talk about because I just on my last episode. I had someone talking about chastity in October from mm. like the a bottoms perspective of the person that's Ooh. wearing the cage and whatnot. So maybe we can just take a couple minutes, Evie, if you don't mind, to talk about like what we might get out of it as the tops or the dominance in that scenario. That would be my favorite because chastity is, I would say, my top three favorite kinks. Okay. Yep. And I had no idea about it until one of my subs came up to me and was like, I'm into this thing. And, you know, it was one of those things that, like, pre-dom me didn't know about. And then once I stepped into my power, um, an owned sub was like, I want to explore this. And as soon as I heard that key lock, I was like, yep, this is it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) This is it for me. Yeah. So what do you find interesting about it? I, my domination is rooted in my feminism. Um, They are one and the same. I, I find, so there's, there's something about becoming a dom that has given me more power over my sexuality than anything else. You know, I have more agency over my body. Um, It has helped me in my dating life, like you wouldn't believe. And so for me, that idea of chastity is so powerful of a man or penis owner saying this phallic representation of you know in our patriarchal society of control i am willing to literally lock it up and give you the key to show you that i like you are more powerful than me you i trust you i I am submitting to you. And so to me, it's just that absolute exchange of power that makes me feel like a goddess. It really does. Um, Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, yeah, I I just, there's something so feminist about it that, (laughs) that I love. My, you know, my domination will be intersectional with my feminism and, and... Yeah, it just feels so powerful to me. So how does this look for you as far as like, you know, maybe you have a few clients locking for Locktober and like, what do these interactions look like? What's the exchange kind of like actually look like? Um, It varies. It really depends. Um, Because my whole thing with my domination is I want to play with you. So I'm not going to come in with my set of rules that you must follow. For me, it's very much like, here's what I'm into. Here's what you're into. Let's build the bridge together. Um, And so that's the reason that it varies so much is I have an owned sub who is like, he's my he's my pet. I've owned him for three years. um, And he doesn't pay to play like we are we are a DS relationship. 
And for him, he loves Locktober, but his situation doesn't allow him to actually do it for the whole month. Um, and so we've built an arrangement where it's like, okay, on this weekend, you'll do it for X amount of hours, and then you'll take it off for the week, and then the next weekend, you'll do it, etc. with like picks for proof, you know? Um, versus I have online subs who very much uh, send me pictures, they send me their key in the mail, I wear it for the month, I send them picture proof, um, and then at the end of the month, maybe they get their key back, maybe they don't. <laughs> because you know what comes after October is November. November! <laughs> exactly. And denied December, and you know. Oh, and on and on. And on and on and on. Um, but yeah, so there are, there are definitely different subs who want different things um and so and again online looks so different than in person um and so and there's you know some people have extremes where they want to be locked all year and other people are like i really can't due to work or life circumstances and so we we work within that yeah i love to hear that as an answer because i agree it's like you know any kink can be done a thousand ways but like and in, and in a thousand like um intensity levels kind of right mm -hmm. and one isn't more valuable than the, than the other it's just whatever you two are choosing to do like yes you know what i mean so the fact that somebody can't lock for the whole month it's like cool like when when do, how much do you want to lock for like like yes how can we work with your schedule yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know you how it's very collaborative. And yeah, how, exactly. How can we work with your schedule? Because yeah, that's another thing with like, collaring. I forget who I was talking to. Somebody a long time ago explained it to me like this of like having a collared sub, right? It's like, you wear your collar all the time, except when you except when you don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> except when you can't except when you mm -hmm. don't, you know, so like this thing about giving 100%. I'm just like mm -hmm. seeing a parallel in my brain. Like if you only have, you're at running at 60% capacity that day, then if you give 60% that day, then you gave 100% that day. You know what yes. I mean? So it's a yes. similar thing of like, you give me 100% of you for how much you can give me. You choose how much you want to surrender to me and then you give 100% within that. Yes, completely. And also that makes it sustainable because if you're, if you're saying, no, you, ought, you have to receive this amount of pain every single time that we play. Well, that's not, ta you know, it's not taking into account the, the world factors, the emotional factors, the physical factors that you're up to. Um, which is why, you know, every scene needs a check-in, even though, even my sub and I, um, we've played together for three years straight. I know his body better than he does but I will still check in with him every single time and go, okay, for, you know, we'll, we'll sex during the day for tonight's play. Are you comfortable? Da, da, da. And he'll be like, oh, well, my back hurts. Oh, can we do this? And it, it's so simple. <laughs> it's so simple. Yeah. It's that thing of like, it not being dynamic first, it's person first, you know, it's yeah. not being activity first, it's person first. Mm -hmm. I, I think just like you said, it's more sustainable, but also it's more just like, wholly fulfilling like you know yes. you're playing with the whole person um mm -hmm. you're seeing each other as two people before mm -hmm. you're seeing them as a sub or seeing them even as a client or whatever 
again, not to say that like doing scenes just to get off or like whatever is any less valuable because it's absolutely not. Um, But the way I prefer to do it, I'm like, okay, we're two people first. So let's like sit down and really talk about like how your body's feeling today. What are you in the mood for today? You know, Mm -hmm. how did you wake up feeling like how's your life going right now? What are you craving in your life right now? Mm. Um, You know, like let's let's really kind of integrate it a bit Mm -hmm. as much as you can when it's, you know, someone you've never met before and you're playing for an hour. Mm -hmm. But I, I, uh, I really appreciate you saying that. Yeah, and I think that we do have, you know, some a uh, small amount of responsibility when it comes to as dominance. Like part of our role is caretaker, um, and I think that 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 can extend to pre scene and post scene, of course. Um, and so I I think that's why I love this field so much is because it is so individualistic and um, it is about caring for the other person, but in ways that traditionally might not look like caring on the outside. <laughs> Yeah, it's like um, if pain if there is their love language, if chastity mm-hmm. is their love language, then right? you know, then there's care in there. There's absolutely care in there. Yeah, romance, care, love, all that stuff. Oh my, yeah. People that don't understand my idea of romance, my friends are like, um, "You're sick and twisted," and I go, "I know." <laughs> and to me, it's so romantic. Yeah, <laughs> getting that key amidst a bouquet of flowers. Are you kidding me? Oh. Like, who did that? That's, that's that's romance. That's great. Yeah, I have some good good toys. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, when we talk about like you know cage and a key, like, I, and I talked about this a bit on the episode uh, on my last episode about to me, you know, it feel it can feel like commitment jewelry, right? Yeah. So if we're look at framing it that way, then like yeah, it can feel super romantic to like literally be giving a key and then the dominant is wearing their key around their mm-hmm. neck as like a mm-hmm. necklace like that's how can you not feel like that's significant in some way absolutely and same with collaring too i uh yeah it is so my own sub we uh he doesn't wear a collar in public and this summer we went camping to like celebrate our three-year play anniversary, and he said he was like i would love to wear it all weekend in public and to me I was like swoon hello (laughs) like he's literally walking around with like my markings you know like that's our thing that's our collar and uh he just you know he'd like go to the washroom and people would like see him and then he'd run back and be like oh my god I did it they looked at my collar (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it was just like it was the most exciting the best form of play um yeah I just love those gestures you know they're just so strong absolutely I'm curious because this has happened to me a bunch because I have um like I bring intentionality to all this stuff and that's Mm -hmm. how I play so Mm -hmm. I have had people like try to kind of color themselves they want to be colored by me right Mm -hmm. so they'll do stuff like they'll want to buy a collar and say they're my collared submissive Mm -hmm. or specifically like during social media stuff interactions Mm -hmm. they'll behave as if like they're my main guy or something but they Mm -hmm. haven't sent in a very long time or like they're not or maybe they're even on mute Mm -hmm. 
But right. like, which is, yeah, I do that. Uh, <laughs> like literally. If, oh yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, it's emotional labor just to read the comment you put under my picture every day. If you haven't sent yeah. in a very long time, but like this thing of like, they're they're essentially it's like self-flagellating like they're essentially doing the play with themselves it's the fantasy of i'm involved but i'm not i haven't told them to do these things Mm -hmm. i haven't you know collared them i haven't you know Mm -hmm. i don't have the key to their cage but they're posting like i do and stuff like Mm -hmm. that have you ever had any sort of situation like that where you're like no no what i do is meaningful and intentional and like if you're collared you'll you will know it Mm mm-hmm yeah, I because I'm uh, big on the online world, I get a lot of those. Um, <laughs> so I, I work in Chatterbait and I stream a lot there and I would consider myself like mainly a streamer now. Um, it's pretty much what I do. Um, and there, so I'll have, I have some people who they have been with me since the first day I camped like literally they were my first audience and they have shown up for me in huge ways they pay me for my time but then they also like you know we've we've struck up a friendship I would say and so those people you know I've promoted one to be my moderator I've given you know one of them has my phone number because we're close like genuinely um but it's dangerous because that opened the door into people thinking that I'm accessible to everybody and right and so somebody will come in and be like well how do I get to be your moderator and it's like well great that person well and that person who is moderator has been here for six months they've been paying me properly they've subscribed to my fan sites like this person is with me and you're asking the first time that you see me to be promoted to something that like runs my room. And I often ask them, like when they say that, I go, great, so tell me what's my favorite movie? And they freeze and I'm like, well, great, tell me what's my favorite kink. Tell me what's my favorite blank, you know? Tell me what's my favorite drink. I always drink a certain drink on cam. What is it? And if they can't answer that to me, I'm like, well, see, you you don't want me. You want a dominant and you wanna put um, any woman that you can into that dominant role. You're not looking for me. And my best product is me. And that's, I think, with with all of us in sex work, with all of us that are doing this type of work, we are our best products. And that's why I truly believe anybody can be successful because nobody has what you have. You. Same. I agree. Like, when I talk to people about branding and stuff, I'm like, the best brand you have is you. Like, your brand is you, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you can kind of distill that for marketing purposes for people Mm -hmm. but like yeah no exactly as you said I won't even say it because you said it very good yep Yep. (laughs) well yeah so that's like with these people they're trying to find a connection but they're not willing to put in the time to make that effort with a specific dom they want instant gratification which I'm sorry but that ain't me you're coming to a dom for instant gratification yeah no oh honey hilarious (laughs) tell another one no yeah Yeah, please yeah (laughs) something that happens to me is like yeah someone's like all over my social media and like Mm -hmm. then they'll start doing the same thing to other dominants that I interact with often and those dominants like it's embarrassing because they're like lady pimp come get your come get your guy like like Mm -hmm. he's so you know there's one specific person I think it's pretty obvious there's one specific person I think (laughs) thinking about 
Well, like, you know, you can't, you'll put me in your bio and I did not tell you to do that. You did not even ask my permission. I'm like, no, I don't, I hate that, like, people would associate me with someone who's behaving incorrectly. That's, like, something I really hate. Big pet peeve. The Bedpost Podcast is sponsored by Come As You Are. Founded as a worker-owned cooperative, Come As You Are has a fundamentally anti-capitalist and feminist approach to sexual pleasure, health, and education. Come As You Are doesn't profit from your pleasure and only stocks products that they truly love and believe in. Come As You Are has been voted best sex shop in Toronto since 1997. Check them out at comeasyouare.com or 254 Augusta Avenue in Toronto's own Kensington Market. We are also sponsored by Club M4 Toronto. Club M4 is the largest sexually charged lifestyle club in the GTA. And now you can go to their website www.clubm4.com But one of my favorite things to do is to go to their Instagram events page and see what they've got going on. Scrolling through here, threesome Fridays, buy pleasure party, game night, and fetish fantasy hosted by Empress. If anything looks interesting and you want to check it out, head on down to Club M4 at 1989 Dundas Street, Mississauga. Let's switch the conversation over to talking about streaming because I feel like I haven't really had a streamer on talking (gasps) about like maybe Cam here and there. We've been talking about but like I want to hear all about you streaming on Chatterbait and like what this looks like. Um, Well, this is my favorite thing to talk about me. Um, Um, so because I'm in the East Coast and, you know, this is before I had a website designed by the incredible Ms. Chloe Mars. Yes. Um, It's so beautiful. Check it out, everybody. Yeah. She just, talk about understanding a brand. Like, she got me, period. Um, and so this is before I had, you know, most of my social media and everything. And I was getting one to two subs a year, like paying clients, um, And so I was like, this can't be it. You know, I need to find another way to make an income, but I love sex work so much. And so that's when I jumped onto streaming. Um, I follow a couple uh, other streamers. My favorite is Ms. Dom Tomorrow. She's located in Nashville, but she streams uh, quite often. And she's like a a pro femdom in the camming and video world. And when I saw her and her style of domination on cam, I went, oh, okay, this is for me. Because, um, again, being so in, like being so isolated, I didn't know what I could do. And so I was like, well, nobody's gonna wanna watch me because I'm not gonna be playing with my pussy. (laughs) Like, that's not me. Uh, I love the women who do, go follow them, but I won't be doing that on cam because I'm dominant. And so I just didn't really think that there was a, a spot for me in this world. Oh, I'll just say before you go on, not that somebody dominant can't be playing with their pussy online, because they absolutely can as well. Oh, yes, please. Yes. But not you. Absolutely. But not me. <laughs> not, I'm not her. Yeah. Um, cause, but also, yeah, so that's the thing, too, is 
some some doms online do nudity some don't i'm i'm in the middle i do i do i do like some yeah right um but you know there's also part of me that's like you don't deserve it like you've got to earn it oh yeah mine's all behind a paywall absolutely at the very least it's behind a paywall yeah Um, but another thing that I love doing and that the reason that I love kink is it is so intimate and it is so personal. And so that's why I love streaming because you really get to know somebody. You really get the experience of knowing their personality, knowing their ins and outs, knowing what it's like to, you know, you have a glimpse kind of like what it would be like to session with them. And, uh, and I also just love making these connections, especially with queer people. I have found, um, I'm queer, I came out when I was 19 as a lesbian, and then I became bisexual in my late 20s. Um, But uh, so to me, having a queer space, especially right now with everything that's going on in the States and in Canada, um, it felt so important to me that we have more queer voices out there. And I wanted to facilitate a space where queer people felt safe to explore their fantasies with me. Um, because I've, again, not to yuck anybody's yum, some people really love uh, a style of domination that is mean. And that's amazing. And that's wonderful. But some people want to come and explore their... So for me, it's just the difference in words of sissification versus gender exploration. Yeah, feminization. You know? Yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah, because I had some, you know, uh, clients who wanted to experience sissification, but they didn't want to do it in a way that degraded them. Because to them, femininity felt powerful, and it felt like it connected with them. Um, And I just wanted to offer that space. Because again, I can be mean to somebody. You want to be a little girl? Great. (laughs) I'll be mean to you. Yeah, I just won't be mean about the fact that you're a girl. I'll be mean about lots of other things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I can still be mean while you're dressed up, like, while you're feminized. It just Hell won't yeah. be specifically about how femininity makes you... Less than. Less than, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Because, yeah. again, you know, that's inter- intersectional for me, too. It's like, if a client wants to potentially experience their transness with me, you know, like, that might be their first step in realizing that they are genderqueer, or gender fluid, or trans. And I hold that space so sacred. Yeah, because honestly, that is something people do. Um, mm-hmm. They kind of first dip their toe into different gender presentations, different gender expression, playing with their gender, mm-hmm. trying things on, like, both literally and metaphorically, like... Yep. A lot of people, you know, start with doing it in a kink space. Mm-hmm. So it's really important, in my opinion, to be super mindful of that, like like you are, like you are being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, just also knowing, too, that it's not just men that submit, you know, yeah. Yeah. women and non-binary people are so horny for dominant women, too. <laughs> and so you know every time that i have a friend who a vanilla friend is like oh you know you dumb in lots of men this weekend and instead i'm like well actually most of my bills were paid by women this weekend um because again i'm offering this space 
where it's like, hey, maybe you haven't discovered this part of the world yet, but you are accepted. You want to be a bottom slut for a hot lesbian? Yes, let's go. (laughs) Yes to all of that. You want to be a dirty little girl for me? Yes, you can be, you know? Yes, Um, please. How, um, can I ask you a question quickly? Because I think anytime I post that I also have, you know, female clients, non-binary clients, queer clients, Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, I have a couple of dominants, you know, um, that are close to me and they're like, I want that. Like, how do I get that? Mm. Um, and I'm like, well, every time I have like a queer client or a, um, you know, a femme client, a female client, anything i i always post about it i make a deal a big deal out of it um every time you know whereas do i post about every man i session with no i don't but every woman (laughs) absolutely so Mm -hmm. i just you know maybe i don't present as super gay but like i want to make sure the people know Mm -hmm. she's gay um how do you kind of think you um yeah, attract queer and femme and non-binary clients. Well, other than my huge titties. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it. That'll do it. Um, but I actually talked with Miss um, Chloe Mars who, while she was designing my website. Uh, I Like, on my website, I have my header. It says Queer Daddy. Like, that's one of the things that's right there for you to see. And then at the end of my, like, bio, it says, I'm proudly queer and love to work with all people. My kink aims to be inclusive and judgment-free. You know, all of this stuff. Um, and then when I'm online on Chatterbait, I've got a little pride flag on, like, in view of Cam. Um, and I make sure to put it everywhere. Like, it's in my bio. It's, you know, on my Twitter. I make sure that I post everywhere. Like, I am queer and I love working with queer people. Um, so it's just, it's enmeshed in your brand, sounds like. Completely. Yeah. Completely. Um, because you know what? It is me, period. Yeah, and again, like, the best brand you can be is you. So there you go. Exactly. Yep. Okay, so talking about when you're actually streaming, so are you there for a few hours kind of chatting with people? Mm -hmm. Um, So how do you interact with folks? Do you go to private rooms sometimes? And like, tell me even like what sorts of activities do you do? Um, Because it's a visual platform also. So Mm -hmm. and you're by yourself, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Unless you have like guest performers and stuff come in. But Yeah, tell me a bit about what that all kind of looks like for a dominant streamer. Yeah, I, um, I, I heard a great quote, and I, forgive me, I can't remember who it was from, but they, it was a fellow sex worker, and they said, uh, in-person sessions are like a treat. They're something that you save up for, and you savor it. It's like a dessert. But streaming, you're like a companion, because you're there three to four to five times a week. You're like a breakfast. It's something that they come, they check in on you and they go, you know? Um, and so that has been very helpful for me to rethink how to do it because I have been sessioning one hours, two hours, and I know how that works, you know? I know how to set up for a session in person. But when you're online, you have to monologue. You are sitting there and you are monologuing, right? And that can feel exhausting. Um, but after you know many trials and errors it really helps to have people in your room who you chat with that's why i've developed friendships um i mean it's hard not to but you know getting regulars and 
it can seem funny where I'm a dominant, but I'm also like, let me learn about you. You know, people come in and they're like, I just want to serve. And I'm like, great. But I'm also now, yeah, like, let me know because I'm so much better at dominating you if I know what you like, because then it's tailored to you, that experience. Um, but yeah, so I think of it as like, I'm a companion. I talk about, you know, session stories. Um, I also have a tip menu on there and you don't tip me to like, for me to take off my clothes, but instead it's like you tip me and I find out quote unquote what you are. So there's a cup tax, there's a small dick tax, there's all of those things. And that can really fuel my conversations too. Um, you know, talking about stories and all of that, but um, some people you can take me to private, absolutely. And that is where people, you know, either they want my one-on-one -on -one time. Um, that To be honest, that's where I get a lot of my female clients is they'll come in and they'll want one-on-one -on -one time to just talk through things and be like, you know, I've never talked to a pro dom before. I've never been alone with one before. I'm interested in these things. And they really explore that way because it's, again, safety and anonymity. Um, but yeah, it's so yeah, I try to think of myself as a companion um, when I'm in that room. I'm still the dom and, you know, you'll have... <laughs> You'll have gray names is what they're called. Like they're not like signed in or anything. They don't pay. So those gray names pop up and you know, they'll troll you and all that. Um, but I still maintain my dominance in that way of like, this is my room. You will not tell me what to do. I will tell you what to do. Um, you have to use my honorifics. If you call me Evie, I will kick you out. I'm goddess Evie to you. And so little ways like that of like, here are my rules for my room. You follow them and then we can have a great time. But uh, but no no two camp sessions look the same. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, is that something that um, I guess I guess the question is like how emotionally laborious is doing that, and mm -hmm. how do you yeah how do you how do you cope? What are your kind of ways that you can maintain your boundaries in that way that are like not so difficult for you to do on an ongoing basis? Mm -hmm. Um, this is, you know, this is my job and this is what I make my income from. I don't have any other like side hustles. This is it. And so I view it like that. So my, when I cam, that's my work time and I prepare for it just as though I was going to work, you know, I'm doing my hair, I'm doing my makeup and I'm kind of getting in the zone of like, okay, either tonight it's going to be a slow night and you're going to be talking to nobody and you're going to be monologuing for hours or, um, you know, it's going to be a fun night. You're going to have tons of people that you know chatting. Um, but from there, it's very, uh, you know, I am quote unquote a personality. So it's like maintaining that for however long I'm streaming. Um, but yeah, it does. There are some times where I'm like, okay, guys, I'm out. <laughs> like, yeah, you're just done sometimes. Fair. I'm pooped. Yeah. Yes, because um, it's like that thing of saturation of like, yeah, if you're in a session with someone for an hour or two hours, you know, it's in that container um, and it can be really kind of active. But like mm -hmm. when you're doing like, I imagine when you're doing a stream for like many more hours than that, it's mm -hmm. going to be a bit diluted. It's going to be a bit more relaxed, you know, mm -hmm. because who can maintain being super, super like high intensity or high energy or like high activity for Absolutely. like a six hour block, you know, when you're streaming, it's like, I have never done six hours. <laughs> Good. I will say that I've never done six hours. <laughs> How long do you usually go for? 
Uh, I would say between two and four hours. Okay. And I try to do it, you know, five times a week. Um, and then on top of that, like I have all my clip stores and my fan sites and all that. But uh, I will say that this job is not for the um, not hustling people. Because <laughs> like, yeah, you know, sex work, oh my God, is work. <laughs> Literally, I was talking to, so I went to um, the a sex tech TO um, a meetup um, and the uh, the topic of it was like, you know, was porn essentially. Um, and yeah, it was interesting. I was talking with like a non-sex worker and um, they literally, they have no idea. They literally were like, oh, if I, they're like, how can I find you? I'm like, I'm everywhere. Mm. They're like, I'm like, they're like, okay, like you have pictures online and stuff. And I'm like, millions, millions (laughs) of pictures and videos. I'm on every platform. You'll see Mm -hmm. audio recordings. You'll see like literally I am every fucking where because that's Mm -hmm. what you have to do when you you know, it's our own business. We're Mm -hmm. owning entrepreneurs. Like you have Mm -hmm. to be an influencer over all the other actual domination work you do. You have to literally have the biggest, broadest presence. Mm Do you have to do everything? Like, it's so insane to me that like, he was like, Oh, like, so if I Google you, I'll like see pictures of you. I'm like, Ob- obvious fuckingly. If my what, CEO's working, yeah. What do you think? What do yeah. you think? Like, yeah. I've been online in a big fucking way for a decade. Like, mm-hmm. it's so nuts that they're just like, oh yeah, I'm not. If you Google my name, nothing will come up. I'm like, if you mm-hmm. Google my name, literally everything, literally everything comes up. Like, mm-hmm. and to think that, yeah, it's like that's something that's special to our type of work but also just like anybody that owns their own business gotta fucking do the same thing like anything where you don't have a storefront you know this is our storefront yeah we are the internet is our fucking storefront right so yeah yeah, it's just so funny how i was like literally you didn't think if you google me something would come like because i was like (laughs) (laughs) he's like will i see some pictures of you i'm like i post like I got a tweet four times a day. Like that's yeah. my, you know, I post pictures every single day and I've been doing this for a decade. You do the math. If a picture yeah. will come up when you Google my name, like, what do you think? Anyway, that was a rant. Well, no, but it's funny. People's preconceived notions, you know, yeah. it really is. It's like, Oh, am I? Yeah. All of those things. Oh, you work with women. Yes. Oh, you. Yeah. It's just like, uh, or, yeah, when I, people are like, oh, yeah, you must love hurting people. And it's like, well, I'm not, like, sadistic. I mean, you like, know. Yes I am, and no. I am, yeah, <laughs> like, I don't want to hurt non-willing people. And then people are like, oh, wow, that's so interesting to me. I'm like, okay. Is it? Because that's the most basic fucking understanding of kink you can get. But whatever. People, you know, it's, I guess it's not out there like I think it is. No, it's like us being in this bubble, right? Where when yeah, you kind of true. come up against the edge of the bubble, it's like, oh, wow, mm. people really just have no mm-hmm. idea. Completely. Do you have that thing where you get a client that is like, you know, does not know? Poor man, does not know. 
and you've got to somehow do it in a gracious way that's leading him towards the way he can play with you or interact with you while Mm -hmm. asserting your boundaries. Like, do you have to do that kind of regularly? And how do you do that? Yeah, I especially because I offer both camming and in person. Um, there's definitely an influx of people who are like watching me stream going, holy shit, you do this in person too? Oh my god, I want to book you. Let's do this. And um, for me, it's very <laughs> indicative if they do that and they're a carrot dangler, you know, where it's like, they'll come into my chat room, they'll see that I do this, and then they'll want to do it. But then They won't tip me in my chat room or they won't go by my clips or they won't actually send me an email through my booking, you know? But they're going to ask, oh, what does a session look like when you do it? Do you do this? Do you do Mm -hmm. this? Do you do this? And it's like, I'm waiting for literally any money to come in. Yeah. And it's just such a, like, Google, bro. (laughs) Like, you want to know what a session is like? Book me and find out. It's in my pinned tweet. Yeah, it just... Just scroll up. like. But but I do find that helpful, though, when people do want to book me because, um, like, if they know me, I've had a few clients who we got to know each other through the stream, and then they booked me outside of it, but it felt amazing because those sessions were incredible because, A, I knew them based on how they reacted in my room, which was always respectful and paying and, you know, thoughtful. Um, And then when they followed, God, when they follow your booking process to the T, nothing gets me hornier than that. Like, truly. And it's such a low bar, unfortunately. But it's such a low bar. Like, how hard is it? It's really not that hard. I have a questionnaire. It's literally like, here's the question. All you have to do is answer it. And still, they'll like send me a text. They'll they'll jump all of that and then just put their phone number in like what kinks, you know, are you looking for? They'll put their phone number and say, text me. It's like, no, honey, this is not how this works. <laughs> so that filters it. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, so that kind of screens it for us, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, if you don't even know how to follow simple booking instructions like how Mm -hmm. am I supposed to trust that you have any bottoming skills whatsoever um Mm -hmm. to do a scene an in-person scene Mm -hmm. you know I, I can't I can't trust that because you've just displayed that I can't so easy delete easy block and it's so funny to me how it's so complicated but it's like well when you're booking a session or not a session but like if you're booking a haircut It's so easy to follow how they want, you know, you fill out a form online, what kind of hair do you want? Great. You send it in. It's almost like the blood is going somewhere else. (laughs) Which is why, back to chastity, they need to be locked up. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. To bring it all back around. (laughs) But yeah, to me, it's just like, you know, stop thinking with your dick. Um, But it's, again, it's so easy. Just take a deep breath, figure it out. (laughs) Take a deep breath. (laughs) stop breathe i know you're excited to meet me it's okay but relax fucking relax we're all humans we're all humans oh man yeah it's like that it's just that little detail of like don't worry you can get horny when we're actually doing the thing like yes now is not the time to be horny like i understand we're sex workers like Mm -hmm. i get that you want to be horny with me that Mm -hmm. I get that I'm consenting to that but now is not that now is not that time 
Right. You, we will get to that time. You just you a time fuck with place. me. There is a time and place for this. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely. We're not saying don't get horny. Mm-mm. Absolutely do. But, like, you gotta fucking... <laughs> you gotta pay us first. You gotta book oh the date. God. You gotta pay us. Like, yeah. come on now, man. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> come on. It's so easy. It literally is. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have someone that, like... Um, you know, you get a lot of those comments that are under your photos and whatnot on your socials that are like, oh, I wish, oh, I wish, I wish. Mm-hmm. It's like, you really don't, I'm literally a horror, sir. You, <laughs> you can just book me and pay me and I will be there. Like, it doesn't, yes. it's not a fantasy. It's very much a reality yeah, that you same. could be dominated by me. Very oh much God. a reality. It's so there. I, yeah, on my stream, you know, I'll talk about sessions and I'll especially talk about my pet who's owned. I love him so much. And, you know, we play constantly. So I'm, I'm telling them stories and they're always like, how can I earn being your good boy? How can I earn being collared? And I tell them, tip me, come back, (laughs) buy my clips, invest in me, invest in me and show me that you want to play with me by playing with me. Yes. Like, play with me. Interact with me. Let's do all the things. Yeah, I'll um, see you tonight on the stream. Will I yes. see you next time on the stream? Maybe I'll exactly. see you in a couple weeks on the stream. And then suddenly I kind of knew who you are. Yes. And then, like, like with anything, you know, you're not going to ask the person to fucking get married to you before going on a date. Like, no. there, are, there are steps to interacting with anyone and the first step is to say hi how are you you know like completely it's it's like any other interpersonal interaction like Mm -hmm. start with a hello you know and you know what I want them to know like this is what I want bottoms and subs to know is if you like if you do that if you tip us or if you buy our clips or if you come into the stream and like we get to know you and then you book us we get excited like, because yeah, we're like, oh my god, this regular of mine from online is now. Right, I'm gonna and see now, them. Oh my god, I got so excited when that happened because I was like, wait, do we actually get to play out our fantasy that we've been talking about for months? And we did, and it was one of the best sessions I've ever had because it was like, oh, I know, I know your kinks. I know, I know how you react. We even talked about aftercare um, when we were like, you know, just chatting online. And so it just made that first session, it really felt electric because we had discussed aftercare. We had discussed, you know, um, uh, limits and hard limits and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, it just, it felt like I was meeting an old friend. And that to me made our, made the connection so fiery because I was like, I was so excited to play with somebody that wanted to play with me. Yeah. Wanted to play with you, not just a dominant be yes. dominated, get pegged, whatever they it is. They wanted Goddess Evie's dick. They wanted your dick. Exactly. Not just a dick. Mine. Your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a fucking big difference, honestly. Truly. Yeah. So, you know, since we are workers and, you know, we don't get to have those types of clients all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. how do you like kind of take care of yourself when you are, you know, I do, I do sessions, for instance, that are like, you know, just to get someone off or like, you know, they're not really interested in talking about or exploring the intentionality of the stuff we're doing. They just, you know, 
want the activity or they play in a way that's not deeply satisfying to me. And I'm Mm -hmm. happy to, you know, just do the session and blah, blah, blah. But like when you get too many of those in a row, it -hmm. wears on me. It certainly does. So I'm wondering for you, like when that kind of happens, how do you kind Mm -hmm. of take care of yourself? I guess I really do always find a way to get something out of it. Um, Because for me, I have been wanting to do this. This sounds cheesy, but my whole life. (laughs) I, you know, when I was in my teens, I would read books about, you know, the seedy underbelly and all that stuff about this, this world that we're in. And I just loved it. And so for me, I'm still at the point, I'm still in my honeymoon phase, I would say, where I was able to quit my full time job that was salaried and paid and, you know, had benefits. And I, I was making better money doing this something that I truly, truly love. Like this has been one of my biggest passions. So because I'm still at that point for me, even if the chemistry isn't there or whatever, I still get to walk away from that experience going, you know, maybe, maybe that was their first time getting to explore with a Dom. And that feels, that feels powerful to me. Maybe, you know, I got to try something new that I'd never done before. And that feels powerful to me. Um, or you know what? On the worst of occasions, I made money. Yeah. And so That's like I can walk away. Yes. Yeah. And I can walk away and go, I'm proud. I'm proud of the money that I made through this exchange. Um, but another another way about that is, uh, again, it's why I have this balance of canning and in person. If I feel kind of, you know, drained from the in-person, when I go on cam and I kind of talk about it or I talk to my, my, my people who've been around a long time, that fuels me. Um, so it's a nice little balance between both. Um, but then, you know, for those extra times, um, I go to the gym with my friends. <laughs> we exercise. <laughs> we exercise the rage yeah. out. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> I like that you mentioned, like, you know, it can just be the exchange of emotional labor for money. You know, that can be the exchange that is satisfying Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important to point out because, like, a lot of times we're asked to do that work without getting paid for it, right? Which is why we're, you know, we hate talking to carrot danglers or mm-hmm. you know people who aren't tipping or people just randomly getting in our dms that's why we don't engage with that because that's emotional labor with no money right mm-hmm. we're happy to do emotional and physical labor for money when you pay mm-hmm. us like in that way any session is a good session when you look at it at that like very basic way of the exchange of goods and services for money you know yeah therefore good day at work so mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because yeah, at the end of the day, you know, I'm not doing this for free. I'm not doing this because this is my passion and I'll do it for free. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I I want to make a living off of this because a I'm good at it and b I'm like I'm getting trained to be better at it and I love it so much. But I'm skilled now, you know. Yes, and if you're passionate about it, I think you should. That means you should, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, you're just doing it for the money. But it's like, if I'm truly passionate about something, that means I'm, as you said, I'm skilled, I'm experienced, I have investment, like Mm -hmm. personal investment, not only financial, but like, 
because I enjoy what I'm doing, that's going to come across in the work. It's going to make me really good at it paired with all those other elements. So therefore I extra should be getting paid for it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I should demand that I'm getting paid for every aspect of this. Oh my God. Yes. Because I'm passionate, not like that's at odds somehow. No. And there is so much that you need to experience. Like when you're a pro dom, it does take a while to adjust to like, oh, this is what my sub looks like in subspace. This is what, this is how I look as a dom in the scene. And that comes with experience. So, you know, I had a guy who was like, oh, can I just sniff your feet for like half the price that your hourly rate is? And I was like, no, because you're not just sniffing my feet. (laughs) I will give you an experience that is more than somebody who's doing this for a hundred bucks than they can offer. Because they'll just take off their shoes. And if that's what you want, oh my God, go for it. Find somebody to do that. But I'm going to deliver an experience unlike no other. Because for me, it's not just about sniffing my feet. It's not. There's a beginning, there's a middle, there's there's a, not story, but you know, there's a journey to go on. And it will fuck you up, <laughs> but that's why I'm worth it. But and that's you'll be why thinking I'm worth about it. it for months after, you know. Yes, you're gonna yes. be saving money when you can get it back in the room with me. Like, yeah. And again, no shade, obviously, on people who are just gonna take off their shoes and a hundred bucks. There you go. Like, great. But mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not her. But that's what I mean. Is yeah. go hire her. Yeah, go hire her. You know? She's great. Go hire her. Yeah, she she's great and she loves what she does. But that's not me. Yes. Yeah. You're I hiring it was, me. Yeah, you're hiring me, which looks like this. Mm-hmm. Yes, same. Yeah, it was interesting. Recently, I had a, um, I had a client that you know he's a foot guy, so you know I do feet in a specific way. Like I make a fucking meal out of it, like much mm-hmm. like how you're saying, right? Like, so do I walk in totally barefoot? Fuck no. Right. It's a burlesque show with the feet. Yes. Like, Dangle. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, he made it clear that like he didn't he wanted me barefoot and like, you know, high intensity, you know, foot gagging or whatever, like right at the beginning. And I was like, no, no. What, where's the art in that? Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. I was like, that's not how I do foot sessions. So Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. You can get somebody that just rams it in. Mm Mm-hmm. I give a full experience, just like you said. I give a, right? a full experience. So if you don't want that, you know, hire her. Hire, hire exactly. someone else. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, man. Evie, you've been awesome. This has I been adore so you. Good. I adore you. I really <laughs> fucking do. Tell me when you're coming back to Toronto. Is that, yes. do you have, do you have a I time do. that you're coming back? I do back? have tour dates. They are advertised currently on my website. I will be back November 20th till the 27th. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, th- I will be offering some double domination sessions. Oh. Um, those will be announced soon, but one of them is Miss Chloe Mars. Absolutely. If you like our chemistry, folks, if you like, like our chemistry, book the duo. You know what you can do? You can book us. You can book the duo. <laughs> but yeah, I, I may live in the East Coast, but I 
travel often to Toronto and I'm there usually three to four times a year and yeah. uh, the next dates are November 20th to the 27th so go to my website eviefade.com. My name everywhere is Goddess Evie Fade um, so on Chatterbait I'm always under the femdom tag so you can find me there. Um, all of my links are on my website but you can find me on Twitter, you can find me, um, I'm on various clip stores like IWC, MV, I've got the OnlyFans, I've got the Loyal Fans. Um, come to my Chatterbait stream and see what the EV experience is all about. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fabulous. For me, folks, um, at the Lady Pim one on Twitter is where I'm the most active. Um, I'm also on TikTok for some reason and Instagram, <laughs> if you must. I'm at the Lady Pim or at the Bedpost Podcast. This uh, podcast has a Patreon that's quite spicy, folks. It's patreon.com slash the Bedpost Show. Uh, we have a YouTube channel as well, which Sonar Network has just um, acquired an in-person podcasting studio. So <laughs> soon you are going to see... Um, like video podcast clips up on the YouTube. So that's going to be resurrected. So YouTube, it's the bedpost show. Um, that's exciting. And my first guest uh, for in-person podcast on video is the none other than Ms. Chloe Mars. Yes! <laughs> Nobody better. Nobody better. Yeah, so stay tuned for that in a couple weeks. And then, as always, at the end of my pods, I'd like to thank the lovely lady who does all the original music for the podcast. She is Stephanie Copeland. You can find out more about her at stephcopelandmusic.com. Goddess Evie Fade, this has been so fucking fabulous. Open invitation to you. Welcome back anytime to come on and chat with me. Thank you so much. I can't wait to see you in November. I know. Same, same. And uh, if you want to see us in November, <laughs> do the thing. Do and the thing. we also hope you enjoyed uh, our lovely conversation here today. And we will see you next week with another fun and sexy guest here on the Bed Post Podcast, talking about sex and sexuality. Until then, get fucked, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.